shoot dang girls and baby boys. Time to put on your Sunday best and go to the town council meeting and swim against Penny Bush, the oil tycoon. And then you can sleep with his ass afterwards. Scowler! <laughs> or the podcast. And that was what you call me choking under the pressure. That was, uh, that's the white claw. <laughs> that's the white claw talking for damn sure. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad, and uh, that's okay. We're going <laughs> to keep going. That was good. This is your host, Cameron Berry, and joining us, consoling me mostly this episode, our resident comedian, Anthony Barrera. What's up, what's up? Uh, it's your boy on Baphomet. I want to think, I want an applause sound cue right before, right after my name is said by the host. Uh, I'm glad that you did not pause for even a second after saying your name so that I could not jump in and introduce you by your proper synonym. Young Baphomet. Young bad name. So you pause that time. That's what we call the old bait and switch. Also joining us, Monterey Bay comic Michael Booth. What's up? Oh, so glad you could all make it. Uh, we didn't. We got no Sebastian today. We got Sebastian less. He's here in spirit. His, yeah. his lumbar support Sebastian's is in his chair. Yo, I, I'm here. gonna take that. That seems fucking comfortable as shit. You can't just take things out of my. I'm house. I'm not gonna take it out of your house, but I'm gonna use it instead of. Uh, it. Why didn't you use oh, it yeah. earlier when it was available? Because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. You, you thought it was a sex pillow? I thought it was a sex pillow. I'm sorry. <laughs> this looks like something you fold in half. Look, if you try hard enough, everything's a sex pillow. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You got to be less conspicuous, okay? Like, that seat's a sex chair, and it's a sex pillow. Weird. That's and so... it's a dildo if you try why, hard enough. Why is that all here? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dildo if you try hard enough. That's the weird part. Uh, what's been new, guys? What's been fresh? What's the catch-up? Uh, it's been a while since you've been here, I'm man. sick. Mostly sick. I've been sick. Which sucks because I just had food poisoning. Ooh. So like right after I got food poisoning and got better from it, boom, got hit with the flu. God, you son of a bitch! You brought the flu here. Yes. You. I gave it to both of, of you. Bitch. So you guys can't see this because there's no video yet, but we hate Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you can see it. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> What's been new with you, Michael? Dude. So earlier today, man, on my way over here to record. Uh huh. I'm leaving my house, and uh, I'm pulling out of that, you know that side gate, like when we pull out of my place, like you go through the back, yeah, so I pull out of that gate, right, Mm -hmm. I pull out of that gate, and I pull up, and there's like this lady walking up the street to the side, no big deal, I don't trust her, I look over, see her, and then these two cars fly by my car that came from the other side, called it, and then they stop next to each other up by the sidewalk, so I can't get out of my place, oh, what the heck? They just pulled up and like yeah, <laughs> and then here's and the crazy part, dude. Stop. Like the this was like a Beamer and a Jetta, right? People in the Jetta get out, hold and on, start yelling. Before we get any further, I'm on Team Beamer. I'm sorry, I Team it. Beamer. <laughs> I called it. I'm Two people Beamer. get out of the Jetta. It's like a girl and a guy. The girl's driving, and they look over at the Beamer, and this guy gets out of the Beamer and gets right in this girl's face and is like yelling at this girl, like, girl and he's like, nice. he has like, he's like cool. full like flexed he's just like yelling right in her face it's crazy <laughs> looking dude like, the guy on the other side as if it's on the other side of the car intimidating enough yeah <laughs> the guy Damn. the guy is on the other side of the car she's like what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do okay so the guy that was in the jetta the other <coughs> side of the car a good. 
yelling at the people that are arguing in the middle of the street. He's not going to help the girl on the other side that's getting yelled at by this dude that jumped He's out of the beamer. Sitting there. So they're yelling, and then another car pulls up behind me. It's also trying to get out, and now we're sitting here just watching these people like yell at each other. Fights. They got their phones in their hands. They're like yelling, throwing their hands in the air. He's like walking back and forth. It's crazy, dude. I I was trying to get my like. Snap- Did they like hit each other or something? No, I was trying to get my Snapchat so I could film it, but I was just like watching too, <laughs> and just uh, dude, I was also See, trying to leave. It this, was weird. this is where I wonder. It's kind of a philosophy question, but I think it's really also pertinent here. What came first, the fight or the someone yelling world star? It looked like, I don't know. I mean, like 50% of the time, the I want to believe it's the fight. But it's never the fight, I think. Honestly, every single time two people are wrestling, someone yells world star, someone got stabbed. Like, that's the progression. <laughs> and that's okay. why in those situations, if people are, like, are about to fight but they're not gonna, I don't escalate it. I don't yell world star. I just toss my knife. <laughs> what if, like. Yeah, you do it out of order. They get confused. They go home. What if like World Star is like a what if like World Stars is like a purge code name? It's like oh anything it's goes purge. now. It's like a it's like a local area purge. Yeah, it's, it's like, like listen, a local it's purge. City. It's just this. Whenever somebody right yells now. World Star, it's just, it's just like it's pretty much just this intersection for the next five minutes. It's amplified so to where okay, and we let's fight to <laughs> Dude, that. If you go to YouTube, you gotta make it video worthy. Yeah, if you go to YouTube, that's like half of Baltimore and Russia is. It's a very fun to watch. <laughs> it's quite so uh, sometimes bunch of people getting hurt. These people it's that were, sad, uh, but they're putting it up. I'm trying to get them views. Maybe they're using that money to help the hood. I don't know. I'm trying to support the community. What are you doing? I'm trying to get these upvotes. That's what have you funny. done for Black Lives Matter? Get out of here. Um, okay. So the uh, the people jump back in their car and then uh, they left. But I followed them because I wanted to see what went down. I want to see if there was an actual fight. But then the dude in the Beamer jumped out oh. and was just like walking on the street towards like my way as I was driving past. Trying to keep the miles down. And then I was like looking Beamers at them all like, just, did you like, offer him a ride? No, but I. That popped into my head. I was like, <laughs> for a split second, I was like, I wonder if this dude is like, if he's just try- like, I, I, what is he doing? Like, why is he so mad? I just wanted to know what was you going were on. A little bit curious, like, I wonder if this guy wants to be my friend. Maybe he <laughs> no. needs a friend right now. Maybe no, I don't want to. What the fuck, you guys? I don't want to be friends what? with him. What you don't want to get stopped at an intersection because he wants to fight someone? No, I didn't want to. G- I was just curious okay. as to why they if got so upset. If you've never had a passenger in your car get out and start a fight at an intersection, you're wasting intersections. I'm just calling it like I see it, but you're wasting so you intersections. just stay ready with the phone, and you're the one who yells world star. Can I really quick talk about friends fighting in vans at intersections? Oh, here we I got go. Because I got a great quick story. This is a great one. Okay, I worked for a short while selling Kirby vacuums. Needless to say, I was amazing. Dude, Kirby vacuums are sick. Dude, I was amazing at it. Okay, I sold like 12 vacuums a day. They didn't know how to handle it. They ran out of inventory like statewide. It was insane. You were but, an employee of the month? Oh, they didn't, they didn't call us employees. <laughs> but I, I got Vacuum thought, specialist. I left there pretty quick. I, I realized it wasn't uh, fulfilling my capacities, I would say, at the time. But it was very fun. It was very easy to sell vacuums. And I saw all these convicts in the van with me, and none of them could sell vacuums. <laughs> and like they were having so much trouble. And I would go make it look so easy because I had no prison tattoos on my face. And I'd be like, hey, I'm here to sell a vacuum. And they'd come over and they're like, hey, I'm trying to get in your house. And like, it didn't work as well when they were saying it like that. So like, it was really fun. But like one day I got to see eight people all fresh out jump out of a cargo express van and try and mob beat down somebody at an intersection. And that was my team. <laughs> I got to be on that team. It was just like a drive-by beating. They just did. And it started out of nowhere. We pull up to the intersection. This guy is behind us. Goes, honk. One honk. Pulls up left to us, like really close to the car. Does like a quick, I'm going to this lane now. Like 
fuck you. And the passenger flips us off. Ooh. So one honk, close turn, one flip. That's all it takes. Three strikes. I didn't. I wasn't counting it like that. I was like, those are crazy people in a car. Everybody else in the car was like, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> all in fucking unison. Because the second the finger went out, the side door was already open. And like when the first guy went out, I was like, dang, that guy's crazy. Then a girl went out right behind him. And I was like, Jesus. dang, she probably wants to see what's going on. Then everybody else opened their doors and got out. And I was the only person in the back. Wow. And I was like, what What about the vacuums? Have they mobbed this guy's car? He peeled out. He rode in a red light to get away. And I was like, dude. You gotta let these curvy people in your house because they will fuck you up, dude. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Shout out to your local curvy guy. Shout just, out to your friends, dude. <laughs> your curvy people—they're just trying to get back on their feet, man. That's all it is. You gotta help them yeah. out. You gotta buy a vacuum, but honestly, let them talk. Get, give them some AC. Give them some fresh water. Let them smoke a cigarette in your backyard. They want to use your toilet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Yeah, I miss it. It was a little bit fun, but it did not pay well. So, man, the uh, <laughs> you know the the curvy guys. The guy on the street that's yelling at this crazy, you know, yelling at these people, you know, young bad name. They all need friends, you know, like they all need friends. There's all different types of friends. This and we would like motherfucker. To- yeah. And honestly, you know, it's been, how long has it been? We've been doing it like a couple months now. We haven't had an episode purely based on the power of friendship. The power of and friendship. The power of friendship is what made Calgary podcast possible. So like for crying out loud, this should have been episode That's what made this happen. Friendship. Yeah, it's weird. No. No, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't know. A lot of other stuff. I haven't got to the point where I consider anybody your friends, really, but um, what are labels? What, what, are, what are labels? What, do we what are relationships? What do we need labels people? for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a you good way to friends. start off the episode about you, friends. You, you guys are friends. You guys are friends. I'll put you in that book. But uh, we want to talk about friends today. And, like, honestly, look, here's the thing it's hard. It's hard these days because friends fight, friends have problems, friends don't always agree. Political times bring the worst out of friends sometimes. So let's just get the elephant out of the room. Not all friends are great friends. Sometimes you have what we call scumbag friends. Yes, scumbag friends. Like, and they take many forms. Like, yeah. scumbag is kind of a blanket term. Not everybody understands what that means. Let's get it, a little bit more specific. Like, yeah, what, what's what are your recent pet peeve in, in scumbag friends? Um, you don't got to drop names. I'm not gonna drop any. Just names. addresses. The flake. Oh gosh, I'll be there in twenty, dude. No, like not even that. Like you'll make plans not with someone, and like it's like a day or two in advance. Then it comes to that day, and you send the text confirming like the appointment yes. to do something. See you at six. No response. Oh, or or either that or like ghost? yeah, sure. Yeah. Then comes time to do it. No responses, and just like boom, nothing, nothing. Then comes time to actually do it. Nothing, and you're like, Bogus. I've been flaked on. Full flake. Flaked on. Full flake. Uh, gosh dang it. Flake friends are rough. Because, like, here's the thing, though. It's a rough dichotomy. I feel for the flake friends. Because if you're always around, always, always, and you're too available, it's like supply and demand, baby. You're not a high-demand friend. See, but if that's the case, then just say no at the beginning. There you go. That's where you missed out. It's cool to miss some stuff, but you don't fucking flake. Yeah, You like, don't fucking flake. You don't tell someone you're going to be somewhere and then not be there. Because yeah. now I have to, like, yeah, rearrange like, my entire day because I still want to hang out with someone. Mm-hmm. Now I have to, like, get on my phone. Now and I'm just, sad and lonely. Now I have to hit people up on yeah. the, like, you know, on short like, You're the asshole. Why am I sad and lonely? Like, 90% of the time I'll get it done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, no. Yeah, for sure. Like, there'll be something to do with someone. For sure. But that 10% of the time, I go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know, I'll say this. There's some fun friends who are scumbags, but God, like, they're so much fun. You ever had a criminal friend? Uh, yeah, I've had a few criminal friends. Dude, criminal friends can be fun, dude. Criminal friends can go south so fast, though. Like, it'd be fun because they're talking about, they got funny stories about things they did. And then all of a sudden, like, 
uh, they commit a felony. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right I always here? keep like a healthy distance. <laughs> we're doing that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that you were like friend. Yeah, <laughs> like so you're going to prison today. Okay. She's <laughs> like, damn, dude. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, you're. Oh, dude, I had a friend like straight up get locked up, and I was like, dang, like he was just here. Now he's 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 locked up. Like he he was here. We were, we were hanging out. He went. He leaned a little hard on the criminal. Went a little light on the friend. It'd be like that sometimes. Now he's locked up. I had someone tell me a story of seeing a friend get their third strike lock up. Ooh. At a party. Possession. They were on oh. parole and they had a gun on them. They got caught up. They got busted at a party with a gun on them. Third strike. It's like, what the Well, so, You know, sometimes people are victim of circumstance. and some pe- so, And sometimes people That's are bullshit. victims of themselves. Yeah, seriously. Here's the thing. You shouldn't have a gun. But here's the thing, though. I also know people who had a gun because they were fucking scared for their life. Like, yeah, if you're in that kind of a situation where you're fearing for your life and yeah. at any moment something can pop off. Yeah. I, I You know what I'm saying? That's like, what sucks. What, you, what, what, if, if, what if that's your circumstance? What's that your background? Like, what and are you going to say? Don't carry a gun? That's what they say. And like, that's what they say. Exactly. Call the cops. Yeah, like I help. do that. They shot me nine times in the face, and I, I'm trying to fifty cent my way out. But it's <laughs> you didn't see how hard it was. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about like a friend that's like an addict? Ooh, I've had addict friends. Like, I have uh, addict friends. I am the addict friend most of the time. So that's. Would you say you're addicted to anything? Oh, what am I not addicted to? Oh, okay. oh my Never god! Mind. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, that's yeah, terrible. We're all addicted to something, man. I mean, I'm yeah. addicted to nicotine mm-hmm. and probably a little bit of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And now you don't get addicted to like weed. You, <laughs> you get psychologically <laughs> addicted to it. I'm sh- I've stopped on a dive for three months and didn't feel any difference. Yeah, honestly, either, I've never felt withdrawals from it. Here's what's weird though: dreaming when you're off. Oh yeah, it's it's a little different. <laughs> I, I forget that you can dream. I don't. I, yeah, I usually don't sleep sober. Dude, my first three nights in Asia, I was completely sober, and I was, like, way out of my element, and I was getting, like, just eaten alive by mosquitoes, probably having malaria, like, stage whatever, and the dreams were pretty intense, and I wasn't ready for it, and that fucking tripped me out, so I kind of, like, like weed now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, just, like, it puts me in a better mood, because I'm usually in a shit mood most of the time. Yeah, an edible, like, a little gummy at nighttime to keep them, keep the Freddy Cougars away. I have a pen. I'm going to have a couple of those after this. Yeah. Dude, I got some of the bachelor party I went on. Nice. Okay. Oh, let's keep, let's keep it rolling on the yeah, segment. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about the Mooch friend? Oh my goodness. My personal favorite. I, I've, I've been the Mooch. I've friend. been the Mooch friend. I've been I've, the Mooch. I've, you know as well. I've mooched, sometimes I've too mooched. I've been too much of a Mooch. I've yeah, been. I think. Yeah, I think. But yeah. now that, you know, the people I that think. are hardest on the Mooch friends are people that used to be Moochers. Yeah, because they like, can see it. They know when it's happening. Yeah, they, yeah, that's true. You too. gotta handle your and, like, shit. And like, it like it pisses me off when I see it. Mm-hmm. But like, you yeah. have to be kind What's of the biggest you ever about mooched? it. I guess. What's the biggest you ever mooched? Can you comfortably talk about the biggest it? I've ever mooched off someone? Yeah. Um, getting high and drunk for like a year or two. That's not bad. That's like a social mooch. It's like mooch. every time we'd go out, like I wouldn't have to like do anything about that. See, a social mooch, that's that's like the lighthearted mooch. That's like the entry-level mooch. I like that mooch. Yeah, I was out that for mooch like out a about. year or two. I was, I was for six months. I was asleep in your house mooch. That's the worst. I was that for like a night. I was that for two. six months. It was <laughs> terrible. I was that for six months. It was very awkward. I regretted everything about it. I felt so bad for the family. When I finally got out, it felt so good. I was a six month mooch. Where you're just waking up every morning like, fuck, I'm I'm like another day and I'm (laughs) dependent on strangers. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was very rough. 
full when you go full tilt mooch where it's no longer like hey can I have a cup of water it's like hey uh rents do the first buddy I <laughs> like, get my up? mail <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is the AC off in my room? <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. God, I remember when I came, uh, I had to move to Modesto for a job one time, and I was looking for a place to rent. I had plenty of money and everything like that, but there's no apartments available. There's no Ooh. nothing available. So I had up a friend. I was like, I'm so sorry. Please, can I stay for just one month? I'm just waiting for an apartment to open. I've already got it. I've already signed a lease. I'm just waiting for it to open in just one month. I promise I'll be out of your place so quick. They're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I was like, I'll pay rent the whole time. I gave him way over market value rent for a room in the area. Paid it. Moved in, moved out, had a cleaning done, day of, everything in a month, and I still apologized afterwards. Because you're still, like, inconveniencing. All I think about is that six months of eating KFC and just leaving it out under their son's bed, and I just (laughs) shit in his room, and they're just like, you got to move out of here. Like, I only think about that. Like, someone that's in their house, like, hey, come on in. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, I got to clean up that KFC mess and get out of here. That's all I think about. (laughs) Get that smell out of this room and then leave. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever ever had a a friend that was, like, uh, super into religion? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've had a few friends. That's all I was born around at start, and I slowly migrated away. I had a, I got the, I got the, the whole package with one friend. I got to see them believe in like God, mm-hmm. lose their faith in God, Ooh. regain their faith in God, oh. only to like lose it again. <laughs> no, but in a, a good way. Like, in a good way. Yeah, like, a good way. Okay. You know, atheists can be happy too. Everybody can be happy. Honestly, everybody can be happy. I just don't know how quantum mechanics works yet, so I'm not going to There's bank. a few YouTube videos I can direct you to. Oh, I've seen more than you think, probably. I just don't want to bank on an answer because people are so arguing within the community about it. But... Well, I mean, it's theoretical physics. Theoretical. Not entirely. They've already started to run some tests on, like, the objectional, basically, state of a wave to a particle based on observation. Really? They're actually taking measurements. Yeah, we should watch tons of videos together and go down to YouTube cool, yeah. Dude, we should go to fucking Sweden and, and like go visit the collider. Yeah, I don't want to go near the collider. I don't. That's, Dude, I, I feel like start that's a like, black hole, bro. That's what I'm feeling like. Like, let's go look at Chernobyl. Like, let's let's not. Let's stay away. You wouldn't go to let's, Chernobyl. Well, nowadays I don't know what the containment is like. I you wear I the know. suit. I wouldn't risk it. You, you wear, wear this. Oh, the suit. Do you know about the people who died making a movie at reactors that weren't even anywhere near Chernobyl? They made a bunch of films, and 20 years later, the whole cast died. Like less than 20, that's like 15 20 years, years later. Though. No, 15 years later. You can fit a lot of shit in like 20. Years. You can fit a whole life let's, in 20 Let's years. go ahead and start a 15-year death clock, guys. Team! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Suicide pact. Yeah. It's going to be a slow one. You know how many cigarettes <laughs> I'm going to be smoking? Dude, I'm going to crack every day if we have 15 years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of <laughs> I wouldn't do crack. I don't condone crack. But here's the thing. I heard on Mike Tyson podcast earlier about this stuff called Sherm. It's like zombie water. It's like literally... The stuff, I forgot the term is, but the stuff they put in, they're not quite formaldehyde, but the embalming fluid. It's like an embalming fluid. Oh, the shit that turns people's skin into, like, crocodile skin? That's it. Ooh. So yeah, they said you take it, you go full zombie, but, like, you get so strong, you're invincible. Like, mm-hmm. people could literally shoot you. It's like PCP, but stronger. Like, you'll just walk right through getting shot. Yeah. And I, I heard about that, and I was like, dude, that's the way to go out. There's a, I want a capsule of that on me, so if I'm ever about to die, like, oh, zombie juice. Whap, there's a Vice documentary. <laughs> PCP out before I die. Are you kidding me? There's you a, kidding a me? death like Logan. Where can I get a death packet with just all the craziest drugs? I want DMT, PCP. I want all the shit. DMT, I want it in a little PC. packet, so if I die, I just go to town, dude. I'm like, oh, I can go, go to the grave. Like, I'm going to motherfucking outer space. I'm the attic strung friend. out on that I'm for shit, sure dude. The attic when you're strung out on that like crocodile skin shit, mm, it's like the, the worst. most horrific. You have like open wounds and on sores. On That's your what body. I'm saying when it's I'm already dead. Ridiculous. Like I get hit by a bus, I'm getting back up. 
<laughs> like as long as my packet of drugs didn't break, I'm getting back up. I'll, I'll, I, people come like they're calling EMT. I'm like, top, top, top. grab my packet. And they're like, what? I'm like, drug I think, packet. I think <laughs> if I it. knew I was gonna like mouth. die, I better I'd probably go on DMT. Oh, dude. Well, they say it happens naturally. They say it happens naturally. That the brain has a bunch in storage. It, it naturally like, has it, and it releases it on death. And animals, it happens on two. It's in everything. I don't know if there's DMT in the brain. No, no, there is. It's a death yeah, mechanic. Is, it's dude. a death what? release. We have it naturally occurring in our brain. Yeah. That's how your brain knows how to process it. That's why it's not so just we, yeah, substance. So we, your we brain dream, knows how to use it. That's why it knows like there's a common response that everybody has when they go on it. Everybody's brain has this in it. Even animals. It's not just a human thing. So... It's a triggered response that on death your brace releases. Now, whether that's because it can't properly hold the DMT in place or it's because it's a programmed response to ease the passing by putting you in this altered state of mind so you're not it's there for Supremely altered state of mind. It's like, oh, body's fucked up. Uh, let's hit the jetpack and go for a ride. Do you guys want to do DMT together? No. Yeah, I wouldn't do it with you guys either. I just I don't think I'm down for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't this. I have a day job. <laughs> so that's a no so we're definitely not doing dmt together then mm. oh, um yeah, i'm good on that <laughs> uh yeah i don't know yeah the thing i worry about is like jading yourself to that experience and then what if your body actually needs to go through the natural process that's designed for like you do go through some horrific accident or something like that and you're expecting that, like do, like that release that takes you like to that other place and instead like you get like a mild ecstasy buzz right before you die and that like, sounds like uh, nipples, joining like, the church of scientology <laughs> oh oh you, you i shouldn't some, have said that you had, right? some, you had some motherfucking scientology friends dog uh, I have a Scientology friend oh. or a friend that joined the Church of Scientology. Boop, boop. How far are they in? Um, not like, years, money. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I think it's. I, I don't know if they've left. Uh, but like when they told me about it, it had been like four years ago now. Oh man, that's a rough ride. Yeah, that's a rough um, ride. I I know people who benefited from those some of the lessons learned from it, and I'm like, dang. You just learned a very practical, like, social and, like, self-awareness technique that you could learn from anywhere in the world, but you chose to go to this church that keeps it from you until you pay thousands of dollars instead of the free sources that just want you to benefit yourself. It's like, ugh, look at the motives behind I'm who's not, teaching like, you. After, like, and then they go, you're a demon. Uh, after, you're an alien demon. I can't talk to you anymore. After hearing about, <laughs> like, uh, what they tell you or, like, what they told her and, like, um... Like that kind of stuff, I mm-hmm. I can kind of figure out like the type of person that they're gearing. Oh, they're targeting. They're, yeah, they they're are targeting. targeting the fuck out of people. And it's like, wow, I, I wish I like if like this corporation came up and like told me everything I wanted to hear and like how I could make myself better, I would definitely be interested in joining them. Look, if you could publicly trade stocks for Scientology, I would buy out. Okay, all my money in that. Cause it's a great business model. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a rough ride. That's yeah, a rough dude. ride. When I hear about people and all the money they spend on it, I'm like, God dang! Like, if did it's you that see the documentary? Why are they charging you so much? I've seen so many documentaries on it. Like I've the- talked to people. That's the scariest thing is when I talk to people and you see them and I'm like, so you can't just like get this information because it's good for you. They don't just want you to have it because it's good for you. Oh, like they, like, they no, get, get super your money. defensive. And it's when like trying to like say anything bad about Scientology. It's, re- it's they, weird. Why does the leader have all the money? 
why, why does he need all the money if you well, don't I mean, need at the money? same time, you're also kind of insulting their religion. It's true. It's true. And, but I was thinking, I would say the same thing to anybody in any church where the guy goes up there and he gets paid and he's like, listen, brothers and sisters, you need to be sacrificed. This is a life of sacrifice. But I can't sacrifice my time. I'm a busy man. You got to pay for my services. <laughs> you know, like if that's happening on the low, low, and that's happening like 90% of churches, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not hating on you, but I'm, I feel sorry for you. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Sounds like something I figured I out when say. I was 13. Well, and I I came from an organization where that wasn't the case, where everybody volunteered, nobody got paid, and everything was like beautiful. It was like a is like utopia. Oh no, when it's and done well, it, it can like, be well, like a very productive and like it just doesn't happen. Socioeconomically, there's like like great thing to happen. Like to Buddhists don't even do it. Like they get the alms, like the food outpouring and stuff. Like like there's it's crazy. I hear they make beer that's like out of this world. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm so down for monk beer. Religious yeah. guys drink. And I, I, about this but I hear they only you make can be like, religious and you can love beer. I think they only make two like very okay things. A few cases a year. Like it's like only like so like a limited. They only number of show cases. you a couple cases a year, but you go back down where the the old monks. So drink. we're gonna infiltrate oh, the yeah. monastery. You go to you go get the old monks brew. That dude's got a brew. He don't share the with originators the of creating creating a scarce resource. The monks. I want to go. How sick would it be to take like three months and go live with monks somewhere? I don't know if I'd be with it. I don't know if I'd, I like how long how how long of a term do you think you could commit and say I feel like I the first week like oh, week. Okay, like you're, you're learning shit and like you're that's you're fair. feeling it out second week you're kind of seeing where shit sucks and where shit is boring and okay. we're like oh shit I don't have my phone right um, third week I'd probably try to kill myself to leave so as soon as it got past like the initial experience I went to like the portion of like the self sacrifice that's where you basically I don't know out. if it would be the self sacrifice it'd be like the part where I can't like i wouldn't be able to do the things that i would normally do and that would irk me so you'd be sacrificing your personal things not personal things my personal routine so you'd be sacrificing sacrificing. i wouldn't even call it self-sacrifice so when you start giving up the things that you want to do that's when you're out if the uh, other shit that i have to do instead sucks (laughs) and like i feel like it isn't benefiting me at all yes i would leave that's where it'd be hard i feel like i could not do that i could not maintain any religion whatsoever if i wasn't 100 percent in on the foundational belief like here's the thing imagine if you spent your whole life like believing aliens were real and then you hear the scientology pitch dude take all my motherfucking money like what the fuck is money what the fuck (laughs) is family get out of here i'm talking to aliens soon dog i'll see you later like that's why like for some people scientology i think is like the best fit ever because they're a part of something that's like... It's like the best way to believe in aliens. It's like, yeah, you might see aliens, but you don't got to worry about those ones. You don't got to go out and chase aliens. Those motherfuckers beat the books. IRS. Oh, dog. They beat yeah. the U.S. government, dude. Like, Well, no, no, no. Have you, have you heard the history they have with the U.S. government? Uh, it's a long and sordid one, right? Oh, it's so funny. You <laughs> gotta listen to some of this shit. I won't go into it because we don't got time, but... We don't want to get sued. We just blew through everything, but get this. They started investigations against themselves on accident by trying to infiltrate the FBI to see if there was. Oh investigations yeah, there was like a bunch them. of like sleeper agents in the yeah. FBI. Yeah, they were implanting people and getting spies in the FBI to see if they were being investigated on, and then the FBI found the spies and started investigating them. <laughs> I think that happens. <laughs> 
Those are the kind of tactics you need to win. Do they know if we're shady? I don't know. Let's go be shady. <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll the defense see. they used in court. They'll figure it out. It's awesome, dude. That's pretty funny. It's all aggression that. all the That's time. Really funny. Dude, it's all aggression all the Jesus. time. Science. 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 <laughs> I'm down now. I'm joining. This is why I'm worried. I can't go to those buildings. Don't go to those I'm buildings. I'm so susceptible to peer pressure. It would be so dangerous for me to go in one of those buildings. Me too, dude. Don't yeah, let me in. Me and you go gotta in. stay away. I feel like Anthony get could us, laugh, dude. laugh it away. Get us in I there, think man. I just have like the ignorance and like stubbornness to like deflect all their shit. Yeah, how much did you go through Catholic training growing up? Yes, I was a very strict Catholic until the age of thirteen. Did did you go to the one starts the Sea Catechism? Yes. You did. Okay. Yeah, I had my uh, first communion. First communion, that's the one I was talking yes. about. Okay. So once you go first communion, I feel like you're never gonna join another religion. I, feel like I will you, never. No, I'm an atheist, I, I and I will like, never join another religion. I feel like you might stop that one, but you're probably not. After you go to that, you're not probably not joining. Oh no, I was all in on Catholicism when I was 13. Dude. <laughs> yeah. like, I was all about it. Oh, yeah, like dude. there was a gay bill being passed, and I was like, "Fuck no, dude!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like a super, 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 super hardcore. Yo, that's Catholic. some bullshit. <laughs> and then I turned 13, and like, okay, I was wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> gosh dude fuck yeah no I, I don't like religion i'm an atheist and uh super glad the gays can get married yeah free re- bro i free just re- never re- even went Ooh, fair rights for everybody you never to church to never church. even went to church no oh was there never any cool. native american like training that was like like that kind of oriented in any of the classes you took growing up not really it was just um, all historical historical and my family was just not like my grandma was jehovah's witness growing up and so was my mom and then they got like stopped oh, man. and then my mom was just like not trying to push that on me my my dad was like kind of like christian but never pushed it on me either never okay. really took me so i've never really been never really like yeah just don't even really think about it really it's so impossible for me to even imagine what that's like because my background <laughs> was like from one to 27 like minister basically except for like a small window and it's like so think about someone not having religion in their life as a big impact it's like god that's like 90 percent of everything like well how what do you fill it with <laughs> it's so weird yeah a lot of life for me has just been learning through experience and like oh like dude. uh i've gravitated a lot towards um like I, I read a lot, and it was like the, a lot of like you get what you wanted. Yeah, well, no, and it was like I read a lot of stuff that was just like, uh, like like the stories of um, geez, uh, this is great stuff. Super great. Content. I'm just trying to think. No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think back to like. Uh, you did read. Right? I did. I'm just trying to think back when I was a kid. What I was reading a lot of, and it was just a lot of stories of like. Um, like people in the wilderness by themselves and like learning like oh, hatchet and stuff like that. stuff like that oh, and like just it. all those kind of stories i've read a lot of stuff where it was just like people by themselves dealing with experience or like living in these and i gravitated towards like uh like shows like uh survivor man man versus wild no just like sitcoms oh. and stuff oh, those are good shows like, yeah i like okay. those shows but um that was where you built your social skills and you built your survival skills from the books and kind of piece it together and that's no, why you're I mean, very uh, Darwinian. That's why your license changed. I mean, I have a bachelor's <laughs> degree. I'm not an idiot. Like, <laughs> no, I also went to college. <laughs> yeah. I, and I TV. definitely, like, uh, I definitely was, like, a good student and stuff. Um, we're, we're not talking about being a student. We're talking about social skills. Yeah, yeah. I thought you guys were trying to hate on me for... I'm not saying you're stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. I was like, yo, dude. Dude, uh, honestly, my craziest thing about... I was the... I feel like of all these scumbag friends, I was like five of them. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I have been largely a bad scumbag friend. Uh, when's the time you've been a bad friend? 
Got okay. I took a friend snowboarding, and I was all pumped because I had just come off a year where I had a season pass. So like twenty times in one year, I was going off like the craziest stuff, hitting aerial rails. I loved it. Took a friend, his very first time. I was like, dude, you're gonna learn just like me. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. So I strapped him in. I had to like duct tape into his boots because he didn't know how to strap him on. Got him on a lift. Took him all the way up to the top of this mountain, very tip top. There's a course to the left that's a black diamond. And if you look to your right, that's a double black diamond. And I was like, see you at the bottom. And I just went down because I was like, that. if you have to get down, you'll force yourself. And that will make you better. And that. Or you will hurt yourself. He hurt himself. And so he did not have that much fun. He said he was never going to go snowboarding again. I did not see him for six hours. It took him a while to get hurt and down. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was a pretty bad friend. My brother took him the next year, though, and made it better. He took him, like, classes, and now he loves You didn't just fucking leave him up there? No, <laughs> like, see no. at the bottom yeah, in six and hours? And I didn't even tell anybody. Like, at the end of the day, this big group was like, hey, where's, we haven't seen him in a while. I was like, uh, we should check med. <laughs> we check med bay <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh, one time I was at a party with my friend uh-huh. and uh, he was really super drunk he was about to pass out oh. and uh, he's really ignorant <coughs> uh, nice segue so like he found out that there was like some uh, some gay people there oh and like super ignorant like yeah. he was like super like you know Mexican like fucking you know just like yeah make ignorant. it racist okay yeah, you're I, not a well, hater. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a lot of bullshit. Everybody on. from like the '90s was like doing yeah. hate crimes left and right. So um, but he's like, dude, don't let them take my cheeks. <laughs> That's actually, no, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> I like, now I'm part of the problem too. You made me uh, a hate crime. You know, kind of pissed me off because we're adults and it yeah. was like, you know, it was just like I'm laughing because he's so badly racist. That's know. why I'm laughing. <laughs> so like me and my other friend, like he was passed out. We found some clippers and we decided to shave his head. Oh hey. Yeah, he had like long hair. So, (laughs) wait, this guy had long hair. Yeah, he was a. I'm not gonna say who it was. You don't know him. Yeah, I don't know, but he's hiding in all kinds of closets. But we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) 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 You ever been an asshole friend, Mike? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm the kind of like asshole friend that if I'm your coworker, I'm just like that's how I get along with you. Uh huh. But I don't know where the line is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I thought it was funny to, like, mess with people. Like, You're uh, why there's an HR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in kitchens and stuff, like, when you'd walk away. If you were on the grill and you'd yeah. walk away. Like, one of the things I like to do was, like, throw pickles and cheese on the grill. You gotta do it. So, when they came back, it was melted all over the place and it was, like, catching on fire. It was, like, a terrible oh, mess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you started fires. <laughs> okay, I thought it was lighthearted. Little ones. Making, they weren't going to do anything. I thought you were making, like, a little pickled cheese faces. No, you're trying to burn you the just place throw down. a bunch of them on the grill and eventually they get crusty and they start to, like, <laughs> flame up. Or, uh... You're a pyro. <laughs> I like to, um... I like to, like, take people's, like, uh... If they had a drink by this their station, I would, like, hide it or move it. Oh, yeah. And I would keep doing it all day. And they would just like it'd get cold or warm. To me, it's funny to like move someone's thing and then watch them like walk around. And go, I just had it. It was right here, and like I know where it is, but they don't. I, I always think that's really funny. I love when you give us these like introspectives, and it's a chance for us to hear you like read off the definition of a megalomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I take people, I take them. <laughs> no, I just like to like subtly if it's like somebody. I take their time and I watch them. I don't know. <laughs> I guess different people have different ways of dealing with people they don't like. But <laughs> you are such a megalomaniac. <laughs> it was just when I worked you in the food industry. I don't do it anymore, but it was the food industry was such close quarters 
and like, I could fuck mess, this guy. <laughs> I could mess with people so subtly they wouldn't know it was me. And oh. it would just kind of drive them crazy all day. And I got satisfaction out of that because. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that in how you are now. Yeah, like, Seriously. hey, hey, Michael, can you pass me that book? And you just fucking stare at me. See, they have a uh, mind hunters for serial killers, but they don't have like a. You're like a casual <laughs> everyday type of like sociopath. They don't have like a, like a. You guys, I'm taking someone's water cup <laughs> and I'm hiding it in the store. I don't see how this is like detrimental they to their being. dehydration. How man. it's hurting them. I'm not. I never would try to hurt somebody (laughs) or steal from them. I'm just hiding stuff. I'm hiding a water cup. Come on, (laughs) you guys. You guys are just making me sound so terrible. (laughs) Fuck. I'm no longer the psychopath here. I love it. I just like to take people's Uh, hide people's cups, man. uh, Fuck. It's funny. You want to know something funny? The first party we had with you at your place. Me and Mendoza hid your silverware on the top shelf. Yeah, I know it sucks. You guys are the real guy. <laughs> Gosh, oh they my did God. it to me. Was that a I self-defense was... mechanism? <laughs> no, I woke up because I was like, we were all drinking, and I fell asleep on the couch and realized they were still at my place when I woke up. And I was like, all right, you guys got to like... Dip. Yeah, go. And as I'm trying to like get up and like start cleaning up a little bit, mm-hmm. Mendoza is taking stuff and <laughs> rearranging everything in my house. And, it's, and I kept going behind. I was going right behind him and cleaning it up. Oh. And then I was like realizing stuff was just really out of place and was just like kind of drunk still. and was like, fucking stop. <laughs> and he's just like laughing and he, he keeps doing, doing it. it. Oh and then God. the rest of the whole rest what of the next day, I just found stuff everywhere. <laughs> it was horrible. Did he used horrible. to work with you or something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I think he, he might have heard me tell that story and was like, I'm going to fucking make this guy. Oh, I'm going to like fuck this dude's morning up. So he's even worse than me. He's just like... He avenges. He's just an Avenger. He, he he's is an Avenger he's of water gonna cups. He's so happy. You, you water on. cup Avenger. He's going to be somebody Avenger of any kind. Like, yeah, we're going to start a new Marvel project soon. Mendoza the Avenger of water cups. I can't wait to see his costume. I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good one, man. What do you guys got for takeaways? This has been um, The White Claw. The White Claw works. It changes the vibe. Honestly, the vibe is the vibe is real with the White Claw. It was a little sex in the city for me. Oh, it was a little bit like a, like a wine happy drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you had two, and that made you drunk. I wouldn't say I'm drunk. I'd say, you know, affected. These are are 3% alcohol, and you drink a collective. 5%. 5%. 5%. You drink a collective two handfuls. 5%. (laughs) These are 5%? Yes. That's not bad. It's actually really smooth. It tastes like crystal light. It's the seltzer that does it. It tastes like crystal light. It's crazy. I probably sound like such a bougie Butthole saying 5%. 5%. <laughs> Climb yourself out of that hole. What was your takeaway? My takeaway was that, um, you know, there's all kinds of friends. Some of them are shitty. But, uh, you know, every person is a human being and is part of the human condition. And we all suffer from things. And as long as you can learn to appreciate all those friends despite their differences... It's really cool to have friends, man. So try to have friends. Even though some of them call themselves Young Bad Name, it's still okay to have friends, and friends are cool. It's Young Baphomet. Overall, super positive minus the dig. I like it. <laughs> Very good take. Well, I was just trying to be positive because of you guys calling me names about <laughs> oh, there's the my special, there it is. my special Negative private games Michael that I would play. play with His normal state of operation. Normal <laughs> state of operation. <laughs> uh, keep sucking them dicks. Peace out. I didn't...
I don't. I don't get a takeaway. Oh, wow, we'll you... redo it. No, 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 no. What's your takeaway, Cameron? No, no. I see how it is now. No, dude. You guys, no, no, you guys run the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we forgot, man. I, I, I didn't have much of a takeaway to be honest. I realized. Well, now I mean, you have to have one. Okay, um, yeah, Mike's we... probably the biggest asshole friend out of everybody. Easy. Down. Done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He moves someone's water. <laughs> Keep sucking them dicks. Peace out. Would you take it easy, baby girls? Don't forget to catch me on IG at gambeasy.berry and YouTube at CB Comedy. Uh, young at young Baphomet underscore on Instagram and Twitter at underscore M Boof with an F on Instagram and Twitter and then Facebook, YouTube, Michael Booth. Thank you. And follow the Cowboy Rowdy, uh, Cowboy Rowdy podcast on Instagram yeah, and Facebook, right? And Facebook. We upped our budget. <laughs>